Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome back to Cats at Night. Uh, you got the whole crew here, Judge Weinberg. We have Ed Cox. We have David Patterson. I'm Laura Curran. And on the line, we've got Melissa DeRosa. Melissa, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. So the big question today for you, we have got a lot of questions, so we want to fit a lot in. Um, it's budget season is starting. The governor has done her state of the state. What are you what are you hearing from your sources in Albany about the budget? What's going to be in it? Is it going to be on time? What's the gossip? You know, I think that the biggest question right now regarding the budget and sort of the entire legislative session is, Given the, you know, sort of humiliating defeat that Hochul just suffered, Governor Hochul just suffered on her Court of Appeals judge pick, what does this mean in terms of a ripple effect for everything else? Mm. And the legislature is really sort of feeling its oats and they're asserting themselves. And, you know, they had, you know, been through 11 years of a governor who was very strong and who very much, you know, dictated sort of the course of what was going to go on in Albany. And I think that they see an opportunity to reset that power dynamic. And so, you know, the budget's going to come out next week. We'll see what it's look like, what will look like, you know, the longtime budget director who was actually a Republican, really brilliant, strong, smart guy, Rob Mahika, left mm-hmm. last month. And so this is going to be a new team doing her budget. And so, you know, we'll see. She says there's not going to be new taxes. I think that's good news for everyone who feels overtaxed. We'll see what policy she tries to put in or leave out. Um, but, you know, I, I really do think that the, the question is going to be how does the legislature, this power dynamic between the legislature and the governor, play out? And traditionally, as Governor Patterson will tell you firsthand, you know, the governor has the upper hand in the budget and she's going to try to use it to, you know, sort of reset the table and the balance of power. So while all this is going on about the budget and the start of that, is she just going to let the LaSalle issue, whether she goes uh, uh, forces or tries to force it through litigation to go to the floor for a vote? Do you think that's still open? She hasn't made a decision on that. You know, Chairman, it's it's really a bizarre situation where, you know, the ju- it is sitting there wide open and – She's, you know, not, you know, really tipping her hand one way or another, but I think everyone else has kind of moved on. And so it's like the press assumes it's dead. The legislature has claimed victory. And whether or not a a floor vote becomes an eventuality, it's dead. I mean, I said it on this show before it was ever reported in the press. They didn't have the vote long ago. Right. The the conference coalesced around the leaders and it, it was over. And so, you know, I think the longer she sort of holds on to this without taking a definitive position, the weaker she appears. And if I had been advising her and if you were going to decide to sue, which I think for a whole host of reasons would have been an important thing to do to preserve the power of the executive and not create new precedent in what it means to have the Senate sort of, you know, contemplate the judge. I would have had that lawsuit ready to go the minute they voted it down and, and taken the position. We know we're going to lose on the floor, but it's important to preserve the power. Melissa, so it's Richard Weinberg. That's that's exactly right. That lawsuit should have been drafted. It should have been filed as soon as they voted down in that committee, refused to send it to the floor. So, Melissa, no, that's it's, right. it, sorry, go ahead. Oh, it's David Patterson. Your insights on that whole process all through it were so spot on. I want to ask you, in retrospect, the day that the legislature put out this list of people, this is before she even makes her selection and says, if any of these people on the list are selected, they're not going to approve it. What do you think, how do you think it would have played out if the governor just got up and said, listen, 
the legislature didn't have a right to be picking and choosing who should be on the on the court. That's not their role constitutionally. And until they withdraw that list and I get a clear image from them that they will vote on the merit of the candidate, I'm not even appointing a, a mm. chief judge. You know, that would have been an interesting way to go. I think that I think it, it was important to to at that moment sort of say, I'm not playing by your rules. The, right. the Constitution gives the authority to the governor. It's supposed to be a merit based selection process. And this is making a mockery of that. But at the same time, I would say that letter that was put out was only signed by 20 members, 20 of the 42 Democrats. And so if I if I were still secretary to the governor, what I would have done, and I would have used my other senior staffers and the governor himself would have done, I'm sure, Governor, when you were there, you would have done. It's like I would have gotten on the phone and started working individual members and tried to isolate the fringe. And so when you made the choice you wanted to make, you knew you had the vote. And that's where I think that fundamentally this shows just a, a real. Yeah, there's no evidence that, that they really you're absolutely right. There's no evidence that they really even tried to protect themselves. No. And, you know, if, if you're going to make that choice and say, I think LaSalle's the right person for the job. And by the way, I thought he was the right person for the job. Me too. And he was someone that, that we had selected. You know, we made him in his current position where he is. I think he's an incredible jurist. I think that if you were going to do that and you knew walking into it, you were going to face that opposition from the 20 or so members on the far left, you had to make sure your ducks were lined up in a row. And the person I really feel badly for is Justice LaSalle, who's sort of got in bed with her and then was hung out to dry and has since had his record distorted and, you know, sort of his positions completely destroyed. And he and his family had to suffer through what we have all gone through at various points in politics where, you know, the press really puts you through the ringer. And and for what? It was like if she was going to pick him, knowing that that was the position of 20 members of the conference, it was her job to make sure from the moment she announced it that they had a plan. Melissa. Melissa in the background, they're playing Superman. So... <laughs> You know what that very means, in your case. Superwoman <laughs> in that case. Thank you so much, Melissa. Thanks for your insights, as always. Great to talk to you guys. <laughs> it's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.